Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. Reporting live from upstate New York, where we just got a light dusting of snow, and it is well, it's Monday, manic Monday, November twenty third, two thousand and fifteen, and I am here drinking some shit that I just picked up from my people's house. It's some French shit. It's a wine. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce it, but I will take a picture of and put it on my my Instagram. And if you're not following me on Instagram, it's at miss dot d. Dot Scott and my Twitter is at DMSST93. Facebook for family and friends only. So tonight's show is called Queen Petty. And the reason it's called Queen Petty is because my homegirl decided that she was going to fly to Thailand last week. Hold on, let me take a sip to that. Mm-hmm. She flew to Thailand last week on some ignorant shit. But this is the type of shit that we do, you know. And we've always been healthy competitors as far as, like, we ran track together in junior high. She ran, you know, sprints and, 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 the, and the relays, and I was more endurance, like the mile, two-mile, mile relay. You know, she did hurdles. I did, you know, cross country. So, you know, we've always had friendly competition, but that's what you should be doing, you know, competing against each other to be great in life, not, you know, over some dude, you know, never that. We're not even attracted to the same type of dude. So I see on, you know, online at my homegirl, I'm like, okay, she's in L.A. I'm like, all right, she might have needed a minute, you know, to go and have some drinks because we changed the, the weather last year when we decided to go to L.A. just for just for a couple of days, me, her, my editor, we was just chilling. And it had gotten so cold here that that um, uh, sad, what we call seasonal associative disorder, started kicking in. So we was like, yo, we need to go somewhere real quick and change the weather. So mm, we went to L.A. That's where you'll see we stayed at the Custom Hotel. That was all on my, you know, feed probably, you know, back last April when it was still freezing here. So Long story short, I'm looking on the Internet, and I see, I'm like, okay, she in L.A., she might need a minute, might go out to Malibu and Nobu, chill, you know. Then I see she in Japan somewhere, and then I see she in Thailand. Now, I'm freaking out because I'm like, oh, my God, my friend was so sad. She couldn't even call me, and she done went to goddamn Thailand for no apparent reason. And then I started looking, and she wasn't taking the picture, so then I just took that as, okay. All right, all right, all right. So I understood, you know, every now and again, as a woman, and I don't care what age you are, um, 
you know, we need a minute to get away. You know, and mine, my, my saving grace is usually always Toronto or the fact that I can jump on a plane and go to Atlanta or I can get in my truck and go to New York and be with my family. And so I think for her, because I look up to her in a way as far as like, okay, I can't do Dubai by myself, but if she comes with me, like, we could we could do it, and we're going to make it do what it do. And so I was, you know, peeping Melody Ashani, which is a business owner out in Los Angeles. She owns a store, and she's actually also Solange's best friend, which Solange is Beyonce's sister, and she owns a store. And Melody Ashani, she's the one that um was the creative designer for the new Reeboks that came out with the third eye and all that other stuff. So girl power with that. But Melody Ashani was out in Dubai in the United Emirates, you know, ATV in at nighttime. She said it felt like with the moon and just with the sand that she was ATV in on the moon. And that's just something that I want to experience with my friends. So a lot of times, you know, especially when you are a woman, and I had this conversation with my baby niece today, not the littlest one, but she's young, um, she's nine, and she was crying. And um, she she said to me, you know, my mommy always has to work, and she comes over after drama lessons because her and my son are in, you know, her cousin are in drama lessons together. They're both in a play together at their school, and um she was, like, visibly upset. My son's like, Mom, you got to talk to her. You know, she's upset because her mom's always working. And I said to her, I said, you know, mommy's always got to work. You know, and even when a mommy is staying at home, that's still work. Mm. You don't ever want to put yourself in a position as a as a young woman. And I'm telling this to my 9-year-old niece that somebody can take something from you. And I said, so, therefore, your mommy has to work. And then she says, well, I feel like, you know, she's – giving more attention to the the younger sibling. And I said, well, that's because that sibling needs the attention. And so this is something that goes back a little bit biblical, what we call the parable of the lost sheep. And I'm going to get into that, you know, philosophy a little bit later into the show because I had a conversation with my son because he's not been feeling well. And so what a lot of people don't understand is that just because I don't sit up there and throw Bibles in your face, I'm extremely educated on religion, different kinds of religion and everything that's going on with that. So I am... I, you know, I had to tell my son, you, you know, I tell my niece, I said, well, you know, you got to understand that, you know, Aunt Nene works. And so sometimes I'm not able to be at home with your cousin. And so therefore, you know, but I need to make money. I said, how, you know, how am I going to do this if I'm not making money? I said, see, when you're not making money, people can tell you what to do. And then Nene doesn't like anybody to tell her what to do, and I'm sure your mom doesn't like anybody to tell her what to do either. So, therefore, you have to understand that mommy has to work, you know, because even if, you know, mommy has a boyfriend and she said that she liked, you know, her mom's boyfriend, and um, this is a woman that was married to my brother, so we're still, you know, that's still my family. And, um you know, no matter what the girls need, it, it is what it is. And actually, her oldest daughter was actually my mother's first grandchild because, you know, none of us was having kids. We was like, fuck that. You know? <laughs> hmm. So you got to understand that, you know, no matter what happens, we're all still family. Whether my brother and I are cool that week or not, it's all still family. Those are still my babies. Those are still my nieces because, of course, I don't have daughters. I only have my son. And so... um I I feel like, you know, it was important for me to um, address my niece because she thinks that, you know, and I don't know 
if it's anything to do with television or or whatever, but I think that my niece thinks that being a woman is easy, and it's not. You know, you have to be the queen of everything, and, you know, you have to pay the cost to be the boss, and that's what a lot of young ladies don't understand. They're skipping steps to get to their success. So they're, they're being these young ladies that are out there, you know, I, you know, I don't knock strippers. I don't at all. Y'all know that there's somebody very close to me that actually does that for a living. However, she knows better. So she knows that she doesn't have to do certain things, and she's getting tired, you know, but she's also trying to do other things. She's not just out there being a goddamn whore, you know what I mean, which, you know, Cat Stacks got into it with Cardi B, and which that was the most hilarious thing ever because Cat Stacks is like – saying that Cardi B, the reason that Cat Stacks doesn't understand this is that Cardi B's a real motherfucker. She's telling these girls, listen, don't be a stripper. The shit's hard mentally. You know, when she first started, and if you guys aren't following uh, Cardi B, hold on, I'm going to give you her her Instagram, because I love her, because a lot of the shit that she says is – is very true and she warns girls about getting into the stripper world and so her instagram is i am c-a-r-d-i-b i am cardi b and i love her because although she is my favorite dose of ratchet she keeps it all the way 100 like she told these girls before she was like it's because of bitches like you these are her words not mine she was like that Women in New York can't get no money because all these dudes is going down south because y'all give up shit too easy. Y'all want to just go out with a dude, smoke with him, and just chill or whatever, whatever, and then he's sleeping with you, and yet the women in Atlanta and the women on the West Coast, they trying to get shit. They trying to build businesses. They trying to build empires with these dudes, and this is what's intriguing to these specific types of men that are willing to spend ten, twenty thousand dollars You think they give a fuck about buying you Red Lobster? They don't. You think they give a fuck about buying you Olive Garden? They don't. So she was like, y'all make it harder for me. And it's kind of like a situation that Erica Menem was in a couple of years ago when she fought that chick in New York on uh, Love and Hip Hop when she was like, bitches like you do shit for free. Not saying that hoeing is okay, but I'm just saying videos and things like that just to be popular. And it's funny because there's a saying, I was like, y'all don't want to get paid. Y'all just want to be popular. I don't want to be popular. I just want to get paid. I don't want you to know nothing about me. Uh-uh. I want you to think that me sitting in the mall in my little booth, I want you to think that that's not my shit. I want you to be like, look at her. She just working them all now, not knowing that I own and copyright and trademark everything that I do. So, you know, part of being a woman is, you know, you got to be the queen of everything. And so tonight's show, I'm talking about Queen Petty. So let me tell you about the petty shit that I did. So sometimes when I'm on Instagram, shit pops up. And I don't realize who it is because they have, you know, what my boy Chris Classic calls these algorithms where, you know, like some of my stuff won't pop up on his page, some of his stuff won't pop up on mine, but, like, I have to physically go to that page. So long story short, something pops up and it was like, people you may know. And I don't follow any of my exes because not that I'm bitter, but just, like, I feel like I don't want you looking at me. I don't even want you looking at me through a screen. Like, we're done. And and the funny thing is, is I was telling somebody today, I said, you know, I don't have these type of issues that all these women have where they say, like, that motherfucker wasn't shit, whatever, whatever. He might have been a dirty motherfucker, and he might have did me dirty in the end, but I chose to walk the fuck away. Like, you're not getting another chance with me. We're not going to have this conversation over and over again. And I'm in a situation right now where the cat that I deal with, I just be wanting to wring his fucking neck on a daily goddamn basis. But then I realized that the caliber of women that he was dealing with allowed him to do certain things so that he thinks that it's okay and when I see this cat you know I look at him and I think like damn he could be doing so much more like not just on a financial level but just on um, a personal level and I just feel like I think that 
he doesn't understand what he looks like to everybody else. And so not that it matters what everybody else thinks, but I had to start judging men by the company they keep. Just like you men, you sit up there and you fucking judge us and you be like, oh, you used to fuck with that bum ass dude or you used to talk to this. Nah, never that. I said, in, in my history, even the motherfucker I'm getting ready to talk about right now, they was all still good men. They all loved the shit out of me. They adored me. But at the end of the day, they couldn't, they couldn't maintain. And sometimes you can't maintain what's not for you. You know, and I understand that. And so, you know, part of the Queen Petty shit. So I see some shit pop up in my new seat on Instagram. And I go and I like it because it was a post that I had posted probably six months ago. And the meme said, your poo nanny ain't shit if you ain't been blocked on Instagram at least once. And I think it's funny because, you know, every time I start talking or dealing with somebody that maybe I've been with for years or whatever, we have to block each other because it's like I don't want to be hurt by something that you say or you post and you don't want to be hurt by anything I say or I do because I'm going to keep living and I don't give a fuck. So, because I'm a goddamn psychopath. So, I see it and I click like and then I realize it's one of my exes from three years ago, the Detroit cat that I talk about. So, I feel compelled to have to make a video because of the fact that I don't want him to feel like we still got beef, you know, or that I still care or I'm I'm being petty. I wasn't being petty. I agreed with the fucking post. So, I made a video and I'm like, look, when you hit like on a post, whatever, whatever, and I was on one of my breaks from one of my, my, my jobs, one of my business jobs. I got six jobs. I don't get tired. So... This motherfucker, instead of just taking it like, okay, we buried the hatchet, shit's cool, she liked the post. I wasn't being funny. I genuinely liked the post. I could do that. Enough time has passed where I don't really give a fuck if you live or die or not. And he starts going in, talking about motherfuckers be making videos and shit, knowing that, like, or no, 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 I'm sorry, let me let me quote. He says, motherfuckers be saying the day a boss, when they need to get back to work off their 15-minute break, and bosses ain't got no boss. So that's when Queen Petty dun, 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 has to come out. First of all, I was being nice to you, little fucking dumbass. Second of all, I don't give a fuck about nothing that you're talking about because you're not a boss. So I had to go, and I had to be very clear what I mean when I say that I'm a boss. I don't got to lay down to get none of my money, none of it. I don't got to fuck nobody to get my money. So what I said was this, and I said, when you retire your mama, you call yourself a boss. When you pay for a sibling's college or schooling so they don't got to work, call yourself a boss. And him and I have siblings the same age. We both have sisters that are the same age. When you can get the glitter paint on your mama's casket and she don't owe a mortgage or a car note, call yourself a boss. When you're able to remodel and decorate your parents' home as a thank you for your stepfather for loving your mother, then you're a boss. I said, when your child thinks Nobu is overrated in that California for a week in the sixth grade is a graduation gift, call yourself a boss. When your child gets braces and it's not covered by insurance, call yourself a boss. When you sit in the front of the plane and not the back, call yourself a boss. When you hop a flight to Puerto Rico just to celebrate your homie's birthday VIP for two days, call yourself a boss. When you put yourself in the very humble position of doing for others and they can never repay you, you are a boss. And everything else is just a title or a job. So at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck how nobody get their money, long as you're not asking me for none. So don't insult me because I choose to go punch a clock sometimes to get my 401k and to make sure that I have insurance benefits for my child. I don't know about y'all, but I don't get free insurance. I don't get shit from the state. I pay for real groceries, real food, all that shit. So at the end of the day, you sitting up here clowning me because I'm working and I'm not asking a motherfucker, especially not a motherfucker like you, for money, go sit the fuck down and have several motherfucking metal seats. 
okay? Now, I was being nice trying to let you know, just so, just in case you listening, motherfucker. I was being nice to let you know, like, yeah, it's true, whatever, whatever, we could bear the hatchet. I don't fuck with you because I don't trust you because you lied. You told my son, like, no matter what, me and your mom going to always be cool. I don't bring men around my son. But the reason I brought this one around him was because of the fact that I knew him when I was 18 years old. That's a long time to be knowing somebody. And I trusted him. So the fact that you violated my motherfucking trust by lying to me over and over again about the same broad, right? Then you turned around and violated my son's trust by lying to him, saying, me and your mom going to always be cool no matter what. You could call me this, that, and the third. Get the fuck out of here. That's why I'm really mad. I'm not mad because you did some Negro shit. I'm mad because you's a dirty motherfucker and you lied to children. You Jerry Maguire'd some shit. And that's why the fuck I don't forgive you because of him. Not because of me. You did what a typical low-life bum-ass fucking dude would do. Not that you a bum, but you did some bum-ass shit. Then you turned around, and I'm not going to talk about this ever again because you are insignificant to me on so many levels that it means nothing. You didn't even, as a businessman, I am so attracted to men that can handle their fucking business. It's ridiculous. When you can teach me something, then I will listen. You didn't teach me shit, but how to copyright my shit so that somebody else in England didn't take my name and use it and then sue me and then send me a cease and desist. Okay, so when you sit up there and you do shit in the natural order of things, like get your website together, you lost thousands being a stupid motherfucker. And I will say this to the day I die. You had a a fucking million dollar product with a thousand air mindset. And that's why you don't get no money. And that's why you ain't got no 401k. And that's why you ain't got no motherfucking insurance. That's why you don't have a motherfucking dental plan. And that's why you continue to mess with bottom of the barrel crab ass fucking broads. That's your level. That's not my motherfucking level. And I elevated you. And I elevated you so high that it took you a year and a half to go back and sleep in the same motherfucking hotel with 600 uh, account fucking sheets. The MGM grant, it took you a year and a half to get back there to shoot a motherfucking video. Who put you on to that shit? Me. So don't you never motherfucking get it twisted. You ain't never had a broad drop more than $30 on you on, at, on any given occasion. I dropped over three grand to celebrate your fucking birthday and had a custom cake made. And I'm not going to talk about this anymore, but just because I know you're listening, let me be clear. That was some fuck shit that you did to my son. Not to me. Fuck me. No one cares about me. You did that shit to my son. And so for that, I pray to God every day that he take you off this motherfucking earth. Because that was some bum-ass shit that you did. And it's because of you that that little boy don't want to see no motherfucking man around his mother besides his father. Because of you. So fuck me. Forget whatever the fuck you think about me. Okay? You did that to that little boy. Okay? Where's the DJ equipment? Where's this? Where's that? Me and your mom going to still be friends. You were supposed to be my motherfucking friend. I've known you for over 20 motherfucking years. So for you to do me dirty like that and then sit and turn around and post a bunch of memes, man, fuck you. I hope you walk outside today and get hit by a motherfucking fucked up ass bus in the city of Detroit that ain't got no motherfucking insurance and went bankrupt. Fuck out of here. You hurt my son. You didn't fucking hurt me. You hurt my son. You did what was expected because you was a grimy motherfucker. You understand what I'm saying? That's why I don't deal with cats like you. Okay, so the love was the love. Okay, but at the end of the day, you needed something different. You needed a dirty bitch to be with. And I only call her bitch because I don't know this motherfucker's name. I'm sure her stripper name is not her real name. That's the only motherfucker that's going to understand you. So you need to marry that motherfucker. I'm not the one. Okay, I don't fuck with no low-life fucking dudes. And you know what else makes me sick about you since you listening is the fact that you know you have a motherfucking daughter. 
You don't think that you going to reap what the fuck you sow? You sitting up there talking about loyalty and royalty. Motherfucker, my son had his first royalty check when he was fucking 10 years old. Fuck you. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. He's 11. No. When he was 8. He had his first royalty check because my business, one of my publishing companies, is in his name. So don't fucking you holler at me when you want to talk about deeds and shit. When you can produce a deed for your father's house and for your mother's house that you pay for, then you come fucking talk to me. Until then, me and you ain't got shit to talk about. When you want to say sorry to my motherfucking son, because that's what's most important. Fuck me. I don't, I don't give a fuck about you. I don't care. But what you did and what you did to my family, and especially after you did what you did, I started fucking with you two weeks after my mother passed away. You ain't no motherfucking G. You got some pity pussy. That's what the fuck you got. So don't ever fucking think that because I was in my right mind that I fucked with you because I didn't. I fucked with you off a feeling, off a vibe, off the fact that I felt safe and I felt protected, and you lied. You lied. And so because of you, I don't bring motherfuckers around my son. I never did, but because of you. So you got to sleep at night knowing that you was that dirty motherfucker that my son, when he see you, I hope when he get big enough, he pop the fuck out of you. I hope he run you over in his motherfucking vehicle. That's what I hope. Because you the motherfucker he going to remember, not his dad. Me and his dad is cool because there was love there. But when you lie to children and you say shit like, I love your mom and this, this, and this, and I would never hurt her, and even if something happened to me, you're going to always be cool. And he had just started liking you, you a dirty motherfucker. And that's why I wish all the bad things on you in life. In this lifetime, I hope you die and come back and more fucked up shit happens to you until you can fucking sit down like a grown-ass man and have a conversation with my son. That's when me and you can be cool. Fuck me. I don't give a fuck what you did to me. You did what was expected from a bum-ass street motherfucker. That's what you did. You was a street peddler, okay? And I adored the shit out of you because I knew you since I was 18 years old. We got our first tats together. So you want to talk about Queen Petty, motherfucker, you don't want to go against me. Knowing what I know about you, you don't know shit about me because I'll hurt your motherfucking feelings. And that's why your brother still love me, your sister-in-law still love me, your mama probably still love me, your father love me, and that's why your motherfucking best friend probably still love me like, damn, I know you don't fuck with her, but at the end of the day, that motherfucker still send me LinkedIn invitations. Tell him I said no because he fucks with you. Okay, so until you can come to me on a, on a, a civilized adult, my emails ain't changed. I got two, three of them. My website ain't changed, www.stanyalane123.com. Until you can do a formal apology for my son, fuck me, okay? Because what you don't understand is that when you bring men, you women, when you bring men around your children, that is the example for which they lead. I don't need a father for my child. He has a father. He has an excellent father, okay? I just need a man to show my son what it looks like to love his mother. I don't make it hard. I really don't. So when you do shit like that, you set the bar for what my son thinks men are going to do. So my son don't want me to date because of you. So even though it was years ago, that was his only experience. So you can run through the streets and be mad and say and call me bitches and do whatever you want. You know beyond a shadow of a motherfucking doubt, I handled business, I was down for you, and you was a fucking dirty motherfucker. I was never about that dirt ball life. Never. Now, when I was 18, not now. Okay, I took care of you. I broke bread with you. I broke bread with your brother. I broke bread with your sister-in-law. I broke bread with your mama. I stayed at your house. Don't you know ne- you stayed at my house. Don't you never fix your motherfucking face and say nothing bad about me, motherfucker, because I took care of you. Because you don't want to go to war with me about the difference between fucking me and you. I'm a more realer motherfucker than you are. So that was done.
But the other thing, too, is that a lot of women, they spend their whole life waiting for that I'm sorry. Fuck these motherfuckers. You don't need no I'm sorry. You know that motherfucker did fucked up shit. And the reason they don't say I'm sorry is because, boo-boo, he's not sorry. These motherfuckers don't be sorry. Hold on. Let me take my drink. They don't be sorry. They just sorry they got caught. And that's the, that's the honest to God truth. These motherfuckers are not sorry. They sorry they got caught. Okay, let, let's take a drink to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. And the thing of it is, is that you got caught in a bold-faced motherfucking lie. Let me rewind. Eh, let's let's take it back. You got caught in a bold-faced-ass lie. So it's not even like you, you know, I was just bugging the fuck out. Everything I thought was true was motherfucking true. So you can't fault me for for not fucking with you and not speaking to you. Now, had you it came through, you know where my mama live at. You know where I live at. You could have came through, put a little card in the mail. You could have came through and been like, look, I know you don't want to see me. But I would have respected that more from you and black than y'all motherfuckers sitting up there talking shit about me or talking shit about my business. I'm still going to sell no matter what. Okay? So until you do right by me, every motherfucker thing you touch going to crumble. I'm going silly on that ass. Fuck out of here. You know what I mean? You got to understand. And it's not about, it's not about the fact that, you know, Oh, she was just in love with me and this, this, and this. Of course. Listen, any dude that I fuck with, that's that's my love. That's my heart. You know what I'm saying? So, And I don't mess with a lot of dudes, and so I trusted you. So I trusted that you were going to do certain things. Just like the dude that I deal with right now, I trust that he's going to do X, Y, and Z. So there's certain shit that's not really going to surprise me about him. But what I like the most about him is that he's honest. He'll tell me, yeah, I used to fuck with that girl. You know what I'm saying? Or, yeah, I was just on some other shit. You know, or, yeah, I'm trying to evolve. But most of all, we talk about business. He's teaching me things or maybe helping me in some kind of way. So because of that, that makes me want to trust him and want to teach him some things or show him some things. It's even. And, you know, I'm terrified, too. I don't want to go into a situation and get my heart broken or if, if I had a heart, it was, you know. But I don't want to go into a situation and get played. I don't want to be embarrassed. My ego's fucked up, too, you know. But you have to fucking make amends. Any dude that I have ever hurt, and it's really only been one that I just did completely dirty, and I apologize to that motherfucker in a public forum in my book, which has sold thousands of copies, thousands. Okay, because when I was young, I didn't know that he was really down for me. And this is a dude that was bringing me back and forth to Houston. This is a dude that was just adored me. I mean, he's still single, you know, but it's just I think that I've done so much damage. Like, I ran away from this dude. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, and listen, let me tell you, I'm not the type of chick that was dealing with these, like, mean-ass dudes or these, like, cornball-ass dudes or dudes that just have money or whatever, whatever. I just didn't like this dude because he made me uncomfortable because he just adored me. And I didn't know what that felt like in a male-female relationship aside from my dad. You know, my dad was sick at the time, and, you know, so it's it's just different. So I apologize for that. But other than that, I didn't hurt none of y'all motherfuckers. The only reason I hurt y'all is because I walked the fuck away because you was doing what the fuck you wanted to do. And I'm not a hoe. I'm not the type of female that just because you went and you cheated on me, I'm going to go get you back. No, I'll go get you back by not speaking to your ass no more, changing the fucking phone number, and then posting a bunch of shit so that you understand that me and you are not the same and I'm finna shit on your whole life. That's the shit that I do because I'm clean Betty. Mm-hmm. Just like that boy with those we don't speak of, you know, that had the fucked up ass website. 
motherfucker kept talking, kept talking, kept talking. You got to make sure your whole backyard is clean and landscape before you come fucking with me because I'll dig up some shit that happened in 1992 and put your ass on blast. Let me find one of your old-ass girlfriends that got a motherfucking lace front made out of fucking uh, sewing materials. Okay, I'm not the one. So people have to understand, like, I'm reckless with my mouth. And I just met another cat yesterday, and he was like, you know, what's up with your website? Yeah, I wrote it down wrong. And he says, um, he's like, as I went on, I was like, oh, hell no, nah, my website works, you know. And I said, but, you know, I'm reckless with my mouth, you know. And he's like, you single? I said, I'm single until I'm married. And then I got, a, you know, and I got a nice little fan base or little cats that, you know, say little things. But what, what matters to me is that I'm trying to build with somebody. I'm not trying to break. So if you come into my situation and you're trying to break something or you're trying to break me down, it's not going to work. You know, so that's why I like the the cat that I'm dealing with right now. And I told him today, I said, listen, I like you. You got to calm down. You got to stop being fucking weird and shit because of the fact that I like him just because we're, we're, we're both, I think, coming from the same place where he's been hurt, I'm sure, and he's had trust issues. And I've been hurt before, but, you know, that's not a big deal. But I have trust issues as well. So we're both the same type of person. Like, he don't bring motherfuckers to his house, I don't either. You know, I don't bring motherfuckers around my kids, he don't either. So it's like... It's like a match made in heaven, but at the same time, like, we're putting each other through hell for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Well, we could be learning from each other and teaching each other something. And so I just feel like, you know, it's because of the bum residue. It's because of the bum females he's dealt with, or it's because of the bum, not bum cats, because I've really never dealt with a bum. And let me say this. You know, all the men that I've dated, I've been very proud of them. I've always, anybody that I dated, put them on blast or, you know, been photographed with them or put out there like that. And when you're somebody like me who's very private, so even though it seems like I post a lot, I really don't. I'm extremely private. You know, people don't even know my son's real name. And it's funny because we just found, I was watching a sports center, and there's this kid named Ezekiel Elliott. I guess he plays for um, Ohio State. And I looked, and I was like, oh, my God. And at first, it looked like my ex-husband, and then I'm like, oh, my God, and it looked like my son. So I'm, like, tagging all my little all my little friends, like, oh, my God, look at Boom in, like, you know, 10 years. And this kid looks exactly like my son, like, same build, same face, same dark hair. They even have the same freaking hair. And I text his dad, and even his dad agreed. His dad doesn't, you know, follow football either. But it was just funny to see, like, what your kid would look like. And on a higher note, you know, as a mom, your job is never done. And so that's why a lot of cats don't believe me when I say, you know, I'm single until I'm married. Yeah, we might hang out, we might go on dates, but ain't nothing really popping off because any time away from my son, that costs me money. Any time away from this this computer screen and my business, that costs me money. And so I feel like, you know, um, it has to be worth it. You have to be worth it. I can't be sitting up here fucking with no cat that can't bring nothing to the table but fucking dick in a hard time. I don't need dick in a hard time. I need for us to be sitting here trying to build, and not so much just an empire, but just, you know, I'm going to put you on to some shit. I want you to put me on to some shit. And so I very much enjoy the conversations with the person that I'm seeing right now. Sometimes he's a little bit of an asshole, and then I get to be a little bit of an asshole. But I think that when we're in our presence, the the physicality of it all, because we like to play fight like two little baby tigers, but I think that he's just, and I told him, I was like, I think you're terrified of me. I'm not scared of him because I know what I'm capable of, and I'm not going to hurt him. I'm not going to do him like I would do most motherfuckers because I've seen his vulnerability. I've seen him be vulnerable, and we've, we've talked. But it's always fun to get to know people as opposed to somebody 
you meeting them, and this is the problem with dating nowadays that people don't date. People see each other on the Internet, which he doesn't have any social media. People see each other on the Internet. They think they like what they see. They meet each other in person, and then they don't like each other. And what people don't understand is that you can't underestimate the power of the vibe. You know, you can never, you know, get a vibe from somebody like I have to carry that all the way out. So even my situation where I posted pictures of me and my old paramour, which I'm sure he's probably listening to, like, what the fuck, why she posts these pictures. I posted them because that's what the fuck I felt like doing, but also because I'm Queen Petty and also because I don't forget about my loves. I don't forget about my beloveds. I don't, because I don't spread myself that thin. I don't feel like, you know, as a woman, we should be out here like, yes, we should date. We should, you know, I, I need to date people so that I know that this is what I like, this is what I don't like. But I also feel that not everybody is deserving of your time. And so I feel like any man that chooses to spend time with me, I'm assuming he's a busy guy, just like I'm a busy girl. And I feel like, you know, I'm I'm very proud of any man that I dated, even the motherfucker that pisses me off in Detroit. I'm very proud of him because he is an entrepreneur and he is handling his business. I just don't like how you handle me. So you could take that for what it's worth, just like the one in Houston. I absolutely adored him. That was like, that was my love. Like that was like, if there was a time machine that could have put us somewhere else, like that would have been like he, he, we match. However, the timing is bad. And so I don't sit up and talk shit about any man that I date, and they're all black or they're all, you know, black Hispanic. And um, I just don't because in whatever it is that they were doing, they were great. They're massive men. They're good men. And here's the other one. I, I, you know, I have one in Florida that I dealt with off and on eight years. I swear to God, I felt like that was like the love of my life. But it just it gets to a place where if nobody's going to budge because you're terrified of each other, it's not going to work. I'm not going to move back to Florida to give him a baby and to be married and then I have to kill him because he's, you know, doing shit he want to do. Mm. And so eventually you get tired of playing that game, you know. But what I will say is that every single man that I'm dating, I'm very proud to say that they might be a monster. And even you in Detroit, you motherfucker, they might be a monster to other women. They were never a monster to me. Those were my loves. Those were my beloveds. But in the end, they did me the same way that they did every other motherfucker, and I'm not every other motherfucker. And I never treat a man. See, as a woman, as a queen, I always treat a man as a king. You don't stop getting king status until you prove otherwise. So you want to fuck with a peasant? Cool, you must be a farmer. I'm going to treat you like a farmer. I'm going to treat you like the help. You know, but if you're on king status all the time, which is why, you know, my ex in Detroit, he got the $3,000 birthday party. He got the, the, the suite, and I bathed him and made sure that his body was, you know, drenched in suds and made sure that, you know, he had a custom cake that was made just for him with his logo on it. You know, these are the types of shit that I do as a woman. Just like, you know, the dude in Florida, I made sure for his 40th birthday that there was a chef. And I sent him on a wild goose chase. This is just, ladies, let me just tell you this. You got to step your game up. So I made sure that on his 40th birthday, because he was going to Vegas, I wasn't going, it was a boy's trip, I made sure that he had a cigar holder that was customized with his, his initials. You know, I made sure that there was a chef, very specifically, that made him 14-karat gold icing cupcake that had, you know, the age on it, and that he was sent on a wild goose chase there. So even though I wasn't there, he still got my gift. You understand what I'm saying? And like I said before, you know, I had my, my cat in Florida wearing Balmain before Balmain was even mainstream. And no, it wasn't the H&M kind. It was the original French designer, cashmere. So I don't have a problem doing for anything that I feel is mine. I have a problem when it's not mine anymore 
and you're sharing my shit with motherfuckers that are less worthy. As a man, you got to think about that. And you have to you have to understand that as a man, you have to set standards. Right? So, just like my son thinks that okay, if mommy gets a boyfriend and she dates him, he's going to be like Mr. So and so that came in and said that we was going to always be cool and we not. And women, you got to stop doing that. Even if you dating a dude for 2 years and shit, your son don't need to meet everything that go up in you. Me, I'll stay celibate for two years. I don't give a fuck. You I don't got to fuck with you, and I know that. I'm very clear on that. But I feel like, you know, there's a lot of women out there that be like, oh, we was together for three years or whatever, whatever. That's not enough. You know what I mean? At this point, I have to be invested. Like, I can't be with somebody um that's not invested in me, and I'm not invested in them. It has to be more than, you know, I want to break up. You know, it has to be more than, you know, I don't I don't want to be with you anymore. It has to be like, motherfucker, we have to sit down and talk about this because we have money involved. You know, so for me, the only thing that's going to make me, you know, want to, you know, go go forward with somebody is for me to, you know, be in a situation where it's like I can't leave this motherfucker right now because we have shit that we got to do, you know. And I just... You know, it, it, it's fucked up that you have to check people and people think that you're mad at them. And I'm not mad at anybody. I'm mad at whatever you did to a minor, whatever you did to innocence. I'm not innocent, right? So I understand how shit goes. I know I know that this, this that, and the third, but not one of them can ever say. And this is, this is, my pages are all open. Any motherfucker can come on there. Y'all know I'm not with that whole shit, but any motherfucker could come on there at any time and be like, you did this to me. I have never cheated. I have never deceived any of these motherfuckers, and I love them in the best way that I knew how. And that's all that they could really ever ask of me. You know what I mean? And I gave them my time. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm Queen Petty, because when it comes to this shit, motherfucker, I didn't do nothing to you. You did everything to me, and I'm still here. I'm still standing. So you don't got to say sorry to me, but at some point you're going to have to atone in the universe. And that's why I don't do fucked up shit to people, especially not my beloved. So I'm hoping that, you know, with the new one that I got, that everything works out, you know, and that we can continue to keep dating for, you know, a few months and continue to get to know each other, because I think that that's a lost art. And I admire him and I think that he's beautiful But at the same time Sometimes I gotta talk to him like he's fucking crazy Because that's what he's used to But at the end of the day I'm gonna leave y'all with a song I've been vibing to all week And I love it It's like my favorite song K-Boogie put me on to this Her old ignorant ass Leaving me to go to Thailand So she could eat sushi and shit But this is my favorite Try to change my name. 
got her legs wrapped around my waist Conversating, she lick every tattoo that's on my face Like a thug, I just wanna fuck, that's every day Temporary separations, confessing my mistakes She packed the bags and left me home and I'm still hurt Get new pussy, but she can't tell me that it's real first A lot of lies, apologize, first real When she hit the thinking to herself, damn this verse real Rehab out in Vegas, that made this emergency Send the bottle to a table, then make love on the jet. Temporary thrills, all these women you think I toss. My feelings genuine, disregard what you see on blogs. I've been the boss before I recorded Meek's song. Milling cash on the gram, they trending Meek home. In the D, my G, he throwing that peace stone. Every picture that you post, the comments on each one. Nuggets. I try to change my day. Always around, pulling me down. And- 